stingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash If you really want to see something trashy, look at this Throw it in the trash, throw it in the trash probably given the subject away and full credit for coming up with a fantastic subject a subject I was so excited about when you told me yesterday that you wanted to do this that I sat there last night and put all of these theme songs in the Dropbox and uh, got all of this organized and I had to sit here and think about the topic so I could get it right favorite television theme songs and I could only narrow it down to Nine. I'm sorry, this may go a little long, but I'm talking over the first few to sort of save time, like that one. Simon and Simon, my honorable mention theme song. I can't really say it's, you know, number one or number eight. I'm presenting my top eight theme songs that I decided last night after sitting there sweating over this because I know this is posterity. This is important. We've got to get this right. Simon and Simon, you know, one week may be my number one. One week it may be my number ten. It's a fantastic theme song. I like to hear it when I'm out driving. Other people have played it. I think Best Episode ever talked about it one time and played it in the podcast. I had to turn it all the way up. I was sitting in the gas station, and you could see other people's heads bobbing because people love the Simon and Simon theme song. That was not the original one, though. They had a different one for season one. And then uh, I looked it up last night. The guy that wrote the theme to SWAT which is the best episode ever, guys, I believe, have discussed SWAT. Hopefully that is correct. Uh, he also created that wonderful theme song for Simon and Simon. So here are my top eight, starting at number eight. Um, one that is extremely recognizable to me. One that just tells me, hey, it's night, it's court. We have all of these wacky people. We have Bull. We have Dan Fielding. We have an assortment of, you know, we had Margie Post at the end, but we had other people in between. I, I don't know how it really worked. I guess she was there. Marcy Post. Marcy Post. Not Margie Post. Oh, I, I have upset the best episode ever, gods. <laughs> A fantastic show that was on Thursday nights here after Cheers, one of my favorite television shows of all time. And, of course had to stay on and watch Night Court. It was like a super block of television. This theme song is perfection. It, it, it's sort of cheesy, but it's perfection. And speaking of cheesy perfection, my number seven theme song here is a theme song that never appeared at the front of the show. It only appeared at the end of the show. The theme song from Frasier, the show that took the Cheers slot when Cheers you know, went off the air in a blaze of glory... Frazier came on and stayed on for 11 more years, and for the first seven or eight years, it was really good. It sort of dripped out. You know, it started running out of ideas, and then the last season really came back. Uh, but we have Kelsey Grammer singing the theme song, which is about his patience. They're all kind of crazy. You know, scrambled eggs and tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They wanted a theme song where they did not just say... Everybody here is nuts. They wanted something very vague. 
uh, to kind of discuss the situation. Uh, he talks, they're calling again because he was a radio psychologist. They're calling again. These nuts, they just won't go away. So it was a very vague uh, theme song. There was also different versions of it, just slightly different lyrics. Just like at the beginning of the show, they would have a slightly different introduction with slightly different uh, animation. Frasier, um, my number one favorite television show of all time, because the writing, if you watch season one of Frasier, it is a master class on writing fantastic characters. and fantastic. I have watched season one repeatedly on Netflix. It is just fantastic. And that's not to diss seasons two, three, four. I mean, it does, it, it, just, it continued on until they really sapped it clean. And then in the last couple of seasons, it was kind of like, oh, you know, it, <clears throat> some of the episodes just kind of went out there. And you were kind of getting sick of the fact that Frasier had no seem, improvement in his life. He just could not get it together. He's 50 friggin' years old. You'd think he would be able to get it together. But alas, just like in his real life, <laughs> he could not do it. Um, my number six favorite theme song. Uh, what can you say about Laverne and Shirley? This was a song that hit the top 100 at number, uh, I think, number 25. Number 25, if my memory serves me right. 1976, Cindy Greco uh, sang the theme song. Except for that little beginning that we heard on the TV show, that's actually Laverne and Shirley doing their jump rope thing. I don't think they did that beyond, like, seasons one or two. I think they cut, cut that part out. This is also the theme song where you see the glove on top of the Shots beer bottle as it's going through Shots beer. Um, Laverne and Shirley was a great show. I really enjoyed it. I liked it better than Happy Days. Happy Days was okay. I loved Laverne and Shirley until they moved to Hollywood. Uh, that was bad. Moving to Hollywood always ruins everything. When do people not learn? It was like jumping the shark at the fogs. But, um... A wonderful, a wonderful theme song. Even the long version that they played on the radio, which I have, uh, and I have a CD that has it on there. It's just a fantastic, upbeat, happy, wonderful song here. Wow, it's the show that made Milwaukee famous. Now, I know you're going to be shocked that this is only my number five. Because it's so familiar today to in the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, I shaved off the beginning of this for the Up in This Brain uh, theme many moons ago because I've always liked the idea of radios uh, changing stations and you hearing different things. And it, it gives me the impression that my podcast is about something different all the time. It's never just about the same thing. Uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, written by series creator Hugh Wilson. So he created the show and he wrote the theme song. Uh, I think it was Gary, uh, Steve Carlisle is doing the singing here. This song only hit number 65 in 1981. Later into the show, it finally hit, you know, it finally started to go up the charts. I don't really love the full length song of this because the lyrics are kind of stupid. <laughs> so it's just right here. Um, it's a great show. I lived in Cincinnati for a while. It's very odd. <laughs> so there's your, there's your connection. Hey, these are top four. Top four theme songs. I, I know that, wow, these, these have got to be winners. And they, I think that they are winners. And this is one that will surprise you. This is a show that also came on Thursday nights. Uh, it was in that coveted spot before L.A. Law and then E.R. took it. Uh, you would watch Cheers, you would watch Night Court, and then you would get a serious downer. I'm Rodney Progress. See Surplus Store Corner, People's Drive, on 24th Street. 
is a Mike Post theme. Um, it hit number 10 on the Billboard chart. Number 10! He also wrote the theme to The Rockford Files, and it also hit number 10. What do I love about this theme song? If you've never watched Hill Street Blues, it's brilliant. There's no show like it on television today. It was a gritty, horrifying look at inner-city police officers, the people trapped in poverty, the people trapped in crime. It, it, you know, and for me to be watching at the time I was watching, I was very young, I was in elementary school when it came on. It was shocking. The theme song starts very slow and sad. By the end, <coughs> excuse me, I'm choking. By the end, there's no cough button here. Uh, it's uplifting towards the end. There's hope. So it gives us the idea of hope. Uh, it's it's just it's a to me it's a fantastic song. It perfectly captures that iconic start of the show where the garage door comes up and the the patrol car comes out and they're chasing down another horrible thing. Perfect, perfect, perfect song. So this song next I'm going to play in its entirety and I'm not going to talk over these last three because these are the apex, the top, the top ones. Now. This one right here is written by Bill Conti. Okay, Bill Conti wrote the theme for, you know, Gonna Fly Now for Rocky. Okay, so you're going to hear the same. If you're not familiar with that, go YouTube it. And we're not going to play it here because that's a movie theme and that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> this song right here features the same, the trumpets just going crazy. Uh, it's a wonderful theme song. I, I didn't really love the show. I did watch the show. Some. I didn't watch it all the time. I think it came on at the same time as something else that I watched. I want to say it came on Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock Central, but I cannot remember. Um, but my mother really enjoyed the show. That's That was my uh, exposure to it, I guess. But the theme, and also this show featured a different theme in Season 1. A more weird, dark, almost like a movie theme. is very odd. Uh, but I'm talking about Cagney and Lacey. Now, <laughs> what a strange, you know, you're picking a, a show about two female detectives. Uh, but it has one of the finest 80s theme songs. And it's really a 70s theme song stuck on an 80s show. It is fantastic. It is brilliant. I love it. Please enjoy it right here. I'm going to get a drink while this happens and clear the old throat. So please enjoy the theme to Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> My goodness, 
That's another one. Get in the car, drive 5,000 miles an hour. The brilliance of the opening of Cagney and Lacey also is you have uh, Sharon Glass and Tyne Daly. They're like pulling this suspect handcuffed through the streets, and this flasher comes up and opens up his coat, and they're just like... And they just keep walking by it. It, it, it is a brilliant show. You, you don't have... Well, you know what? You do have television like Cagney and Lacey and Hill Street Blues. You have that level of show today, but it's over on Netflix and it's on cable. It's not over on broadcast. I mean, you know, there's look at the CBS lineup. These dramas, I can't watch any of them. NCIS, all of this stuff. To me, it's just crap. It's like, why would I waste my time watching this garbage every week? It's not really teaching me anything. It's not a commentary. It's just like, you're distracting me with explosions. You know, Hawaii Five O is not even a figment, a morsel of what the original Hawaii Five O was. It's just not. So, you know, there's no show today like Quincy or Columbo or Mur- even Murder, She Wrote is an extremely well-done television show. I mean, you got to go to cable today. It just sucks. It just sucks. So you got to go to online television or whatever you want to call it. One day, there'll be so many generations removed that we won't call it television anymore. It's just like I still call songs records because, you know, that I'm dating myself. Okay. These next, uh, we have two left, and the brilliance of what I'm calling the number two is there's two parts to this. There's a opening theme and an ending theme. Both of them I thought were brilliant. The first, uh, you know, it's the same song, but it's a vocal version and an instrumental version. And I think the ending theme is wonderful because it's kind of like the winding down as you go out the door of the bar. Of course, I'm talking about Cheers. Uh, my, I would say my second most, I mean, it's sometimes it's tied with number one because uh, there's so much brilliance in Cheers, and obviously it's Cheers. It's basically the same show as Frasier. It's a, Frasier was like Cheers Part 2, a continuation. I mean, brilliant on its own, totally different situations, but basically the same people in charge and the same characters came in and out of Frasier. Let's play the beginning. It's it's iconic. Uh, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to imagine what my number one is. It's going to come out of the blue. It's going to blow you away. Okay, here is the opening to Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? great theme a great a great great song it only hit number 83 on the chart okay it's not like something that would fit in well with the other songs of the time you know culture club the cars whatever else was on the radio at this time it hit in may of 1983 so i guess that was season two because season one cheers barely stayed on the air was so low rated it would not have lived today but Brandon Tartikoff, the NBC, didn't want to give up on it. They saw the brilliance of it, and they realized we needed cheers, and we just didn't realize it yet. And we were in the Reagan era, and era. I said error. I guess that was a well, Freudian slip. 
it was a downtrodden, unhappy time at times. It was very tough to get through the Reagan years, at least the first term. Uh, the economy was a mess. Things weren't going too well. We needed a place where everybody knew your name. And it was a distraction, I think, that we kept us going, kept us from losing our minds to have the brilliance of cheers every Thursday night at 8 o'clock Central to buoy us through the huge waves we were crashing through. And like I said, at the end of Cheers, you get a theme song that is, you get a version of the same theme, perfect for the ending of the show. Listen to how this ends. go and that's the end of cheers that we heard every thursday night you know i think that we also took television a lot more seriously then you can tell that there's been a lot of work put into all of these theme songs i don't know that there's any theme song on the air today that i really love i like the goldbergs theme i'm not gonna i don't have that queued up in boss jacks i can't play it so if you're not familiar with the goldbergs it's very short but if it's perfectly to the show I don't like Modern Family's theme. I don't, you know, I mean, the Big Bang Theory, of course, is Bare Naked Ladies. That's an older show, so that's kind of still acceptable, you know. But newer shows, they don't, um, it's like they just sort of like, here's two notes and now the show started. You know, it's like they don't give a crap anymore. Where we used to kind of look at TV as a nice contained art form and we used to actually care about it. <laughs> so that's the uh, so what's number one my goodness we've gone through you you would think it would be Miami Vice uh, Miami Vice is a great I guess you could call that an honorable mention it does fit perfectly it changed the way we look at television credits I think it was a very motion picture uh, sort of setup uh, very huge and impressive it really did capture Miami but no it's not not my it's not my number one so I'm going to play my number one. That'll be the end of my segment. So thank you, MMD, for coming up with this fantastic idea. I hope I didn't go on too long. I know these are all themes that are probably you're probably not as familiar with. They're a little before your time. They've dated, they've dated me a little bit. I haven't really picked anything newer than 30 years old. So my apologies for that. I know you will have uh, great themes for us. I know one of the ones you said, which is fantastic and I am familiar with. Uh, this, song, this song right here was written by Lorenzo Music and his wife, Henrietta. They co-wrote this song together on the show that he created uh, for Bob Newhart. Uh, now, a lot of people are familiar with the Newhart show where Dick Loudon is the, uh, you know, he owns this inn in Vermont. They're not as familiar with the Bob Newhart show where he plays Bob Hartley, the psychiatrist. And, you know, Frazier, they worked really hard to not be a copy of Cheers down to the point they didn't have uh, bar stools or stools in the coffee shop. They didn't want the impression that they were going into a bar like Cheers. And they didn't want to be a copycat of the Bob Newhart show, even though I think that they're... That's why he's a radio psychiatrist and not just a psychiatrist, or a psychologist, and not just a psychologist like his brother. Because they didn't want to just play on, the, like they were remaking... Um, the Bob Newhart Show, which is a brilliant show. If you've never seen it, they do show it occasionally on some of these retro networks and stuff. Extremely well written. You know, the, the costuming, everything is sort of dated, you know, the sets and everything. But the dialogue and the relationships, especially between Bob and his wife, Emily, who was Suzanne Plachette, um, 
it's just a fantastic show. It's a very real show. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, and of course it's from the Mary Tyler Moore Company, so it's that same sort of situation comedy where you get to know all of the characters very well, and sometimes just their relationships are the story more than anything else. It's it almost, uh, to me... Newhart, the the Bob Newhart show is a precursor to Seinfeld because some of the shows in the Bob Newhart show were not really about anything gigantic. It was like little pieces of real life fired the story up, and we didn't get that as much in the in the early seventies and and stuff. You know, we seem to get more deep, you know, twisty plots and and crap like this. And and Bob Newhart captured the real life. I mean, it's a genius show. The song is called. Home to Emily, that is the name of the uh, theme song here. Very horn-driven, very, it's very jazzy. I, I really like it. You have to go out to YouTube and watch the intro. It's Bob walking through Chicago or taking the L and everything on his way home to Emily. That's why it's called Home to Emily. And at the end, they're, they're at the apartment together. Uh, and uh, Lorenzo Music, he was the voice of the doorman in Rhoda, if you're familiar with Rhoda, which is a spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore. He's also what most people will know him for, the original voice of Garfield the Cat. <laughs> so he has that going for him. Very distinctive voice, a very fantastic song. So I will play it as we go out here. I can't wait to hear your segment. I'm not sure. Your segment should probably have come before mine because you did create this this idea. Fantastic idea. I hope I haven't gone on too long. Please enjoy the theme to the Bob Newhart Show. Hello? Thank you, up in this brain, for some real tough choices. <sighs> this is the MMD here with another garbage cast. Even though I selected this week's topic, I've, I've really backed myself into a corner. So, when I pitched the idea of of uh, TV show intros. I was thinking about earworms, and I listened to the file that Up in This Brain provided, and I, I was thinking of of Night Court actually when I was thinking of my list, but since they varied from, I guess like the seventies to the eighties. I decided I was going to pick only 90s TV show intros. And then I started going over 
TV show intros that I could remember. And then it turned out a lot of the songs were actually recorded 1989. So technically don't work. So with that being said, let's go over some 90s TV show intros with an asterisk. So the first song is part of my list of memorable. They're not in any order. I just, these are TV show intros that I can remember um, no matter what what's going on in the background. If I heard just an inkling of this, I know exactly what show this is. I, I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. As we've well established, I have no taste in music. And I like really, sometimes really awful things. So, number one, no particular order, is... Cops. Central organization of police specialists. Fighting crime in a future time. Protecting Empire City from Big Boss and his gang of crooks. this down instead of actually all right so that's cops the cartoon i have my tabs out of order i have the information of another song before i must have clicked the wrong thing cops is a theme this in this list cops the cartoon show was as a cartoon that i really loved as a kid and I remember watching it all the time. But, however, it turns out it unfortunately started its run in 1988 and finished in 1989. So it actually, by its very nature, cannot be included in the list. Um, even though I remember it being something I watched in the 90s, it turns out it wasn't actually made uh, in the 90s, so. Damn it all. Because I, I love this cartoon. Um, like, High Top, and then there was Bulletproof, and then there was uh, a James Cagney impression, and for some reason, they lived in Future City, and they were a Future City, but yet had all these hearkenings to old gangsters. From the 50s. So I don't know. It's really dumb. Uh, but they fought future crime. You heard them. They, they fought future. So with a premise that stupid, it, it was definitely something that I would watch habitually. But again, cannot be included because it was made in 1988. Stupid show. Here's the tab that I meant to play uh, first. Go. 
That's Inner Circle with Bad Boys. The the TV intro to Cops the Show. Um, and Cops the Show, well... Turns out this song was made in 1989 as well, so it cannot be included in this list. And, and the show itself, though being a persistent show that I watched in the 90s, started... In 1988 or something. <sighs> Again, can't be included in my list. But I love this song because... Of, of the people that don't give you a break, Aja no give you no break. Which is a word that we use in, in Guyana. Yeah. I guess it's a common... It's a, supposedly it's a pronunciation in Hindi, but people do and do don't agree that it's an official one for grandma but I thought that was fun it was a song that I could actually relate to even though it was the theme so of cops my parents loved watching cops lots of people love watching cops you know but like Patois does have some uh, so that's a malfunction all right, and now let's go to the next one. So, we've had cops, we have cops. Now, another memorable TV show theme is... Now, this has to be 90s. Fucking Tim Allen's home improvement. Ah, show. Fuck the show. Ah, man. Show is awful. But somehow kept running. But the reason why. You... you know a 90s, you know a 90s person when that's their go to sound. Because. Wow, what a terrible theme. But I, I just wanted to include this theme because, I, I again, I remember seeing this lots as a kid. So I could definitely, if I heard this theme, I'd definitely know it. No, by far with the best YouTube comment I've ever read in my head. Imagine being born deaf and years later your ears are fixed and this is the first thing you hear. And man... Never have I 
heard any or witnessed anything that was just so true. This is such a bad theme song. The Home Improvement theme song is by far one of the worst I have ever heard. But in true YouTube style, just two more comments down. Something completely non sequitur. Come boys back in town. Boy! So there's that. Um, and now, with a late addition, here's another memorable 90s theme song, but is, again, cannot be, uh, cannot be included into the list because made in 1989. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game We're not like the others who get all the fame If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers Yeah, um, you'll be hooked on the brothers. That is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show title theme. Another steaming pile of crap, but cannot be list included in the the list of '90s guilty uh, TV show guilty pleasures because it's made in 1989. Um, this is getting the asterisk is the is Damn it. The things that cannot make it onto the list have become more expansive than the things that are actually on the list. So, just for recap's sake, we've had Cops, the cartoon, Cops, the crime show, uh, Home Improvement, the only thing made in the actual 90s, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show theme, again, cannot be included in 1989. So, luckily, I'm going to come in here with another one. Actually, from the 90s, here is Dinosaur's theme song. <laughs> Home. 
All right, and that's Dinosaurs, another memorable TV show from the 90s that I, I could... I remember spending hours watching that show, getting the Happy Meal toy from McDonald's. Um, actually, that's a really dark show because it ends with their own extinction. Um, but, you know, whenever I think of this theme song, I think of, of course... Was not was. Walk the dinosaur. I love the song. Uh, so dinosaurs. I'm sure this this show was made in the '90s. Uh, I miss this show. Okay. So now, in our list, cops, cartoon, cops, the crime show, can't be included. Home Improvement. Actually on the list. Super Mario Brothers, not on the list. Dinosaurs, definitely 90s nostalgia. Um, okay, and then there is things that I'm not sure should be included. Um, I don't know. It's, you know what? Let's, let's just talk about the first one. From the net, through systems, peoples, and cities, to this place, mainframe. My format, guardian, to mend and defend, to defend my newfound friends, their hopes and dreams, to defend them from their enemies. lives outside the net and inputs games for pleasure. No one knows for sure, but I intend to find out. Reboot! This was a Canadian TV show. Reboot. Um, I don't know if I feel like it's... It's re... See, the 90s in TV show, especially with cartoons, they tended to have, like, TV... Themes that would just describe the actual show. Um, I think most famously, the Power Rangers was one that almost literally described everything that was going on in the show. I think it's, I think it's a Saban thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's a Saban thing. And that's the, the production house that makes Power Rangers. But yeah, he, he, he 
originally made themes and then transitioned into content production. And his themes were just like him actually describing the thing that was just happening on screen or in the show. Um, I think it's like also like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it's literally describing they're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles they're party rad dudes what each one does and exactly what is going on in screen okay so reboot feel like if you have to literally describe exactly what's going on on the screen it's not memorable it's just descriptive okay there's another one that I haven't I, for, I forgot for some reason I forgot to mention this is, this is ridiculous I haven't gotten I've gotten so far with it actually Here we go. Sorry, I don't know why, but I, I hit play again. Um, yeah, DuckTales. DuckTales, super awesome. Hardly a day goes by when I'm not in my head humming DuckTales theme. Oh, DuckTales, awesome theme. Really good show. Really miss qual quality cartoons like that. Um, I'm pretty sure that was made... Please tell me, DuckTales, when was DuckTales made? I hope it's made in the 90s, I'm sure it is, DuckTales, Premiered September 18th, 1980. God damn it. 1987. Ugh. 19. God damn. Seven. Okay, so. Another asterisk to add to the list. We've got DuckTales. The Super, Mother, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Cops the Cartoon. And Cops the TV Show. 
all cannot be included. I mean, before 1990. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm. By the way, I'm, I'm sorry. There's there's people visiting, the the grandson. Um, so that's the noise in the background. I'm running out of time to record this, so there's no way I can get around it. Um, what other themes can I think of <sighs> now that I've gone through all the ones that I can... Um, you know, I was considering... I guess this one. Beetlejuice. Unfortunately, it too. Nineteen eighty-nine. These are all cartoons I remember watching in the early nineties. Turns out my childhood was a lie. Everything was made in nineteen eighty-nine. Um, so yeah, another asterisk cannot be included. Nothing good came out of the 1990s, except for Dinosaurs, the TV show, and Was Not Was, Walk the Dinosaur, I mean, damn it. Can you argue with that? I don't think you can. So, uh, what else can I think of? <sighs> and, yeah, and, and again, Reboot, of course, that was made definitely in the 90s. But I don't know, not a really memorable song, as we said. Um, I can't think of quality 90s. Again, I can't even, Frasier was in the 90s, but... Up in this brain, I recovered that. Hmm. I'm stumped. I mean, I I did this to myself. I painted myself uh, too small a space to work into. Um, into a corner. So, with that, this is my segment for the podcast. This is MMD, here with another garbage cast. Completely stumped. My childhood is a lie. Another one's in the can. Dump it. Motherfuckers, come on! 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 Even if you had MC Hammer and them 357 bitches Biggie Smalls, 
at a mansion in the yacht The two weed spots, the two hot blocks huh, That's how I got the weed spot I shot bread in the head, took the bread and the lamb spread Little body got the shoddy to your body So don't resist or you might miss Christmas I choke guns, I make number runs I give MCs the runs dripping When I put my clip in the AK, I slay for far away Everybody hit the D-E-C-K My slow flow's remarkable we smoke weed like Tony Montana, slip the yo-yo That's crazy blunts, mad L's My voice excels from the avenue to jail cell Oh my God, I'm dropping shit like a pigeon I hope you're listening, smacking babies at the christening So you better grab your pistol Cause if you sit still, I'm gonna make your fucking shit spill And I'm talking about buckets Why did I have to do it? So that said, fuck it You got a gun, nigga, bust it Cause I got more shots to pop your thing proper Breaking your own something proper Signing off is the hardcore rap singer A.K.A. rap slinger, bring it anytime